0: Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 350, or 362, I'm sorry, hopefully you guys have had a great day, I've got an amazing guest with us tonight, Uh, Conscious Rhythms, is that
1: correct, on Instagram, is that where they can find you, sir? Yeah, man, at Conscious Rhythms and also at Institute of Natural Farming, if you want to get more just straight up farming information, you know? Right on, right on. I didn't, that's not the link, that's not uh, how we connected, so that's, no. you know. We got, we're, we're, we're a man of many hats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing wrong with that, my friend, that's nothing wrong with that. So how you doing tonight? Where are you at?
1: Yeah, stars, man. Like
0: location.
1: Yeah, everything is Irie. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm here in uh, Kalakea Bay on the Big Island of Hawaii, and I'm actually at my my retail record and smoke shop called Conscious Rhythm Records in Hawaii. And we've been having this store going for 18 years now. Started when I uh, when I was in college, and I'm an old guy, so uh, we got this shop that we've been running for a long time. And that's where I'm at at the moment and just giving thanks for the opportunity, man.
0: I thank you for being here, my friend. It's uh, awesome to have you here. And uh, I'm getting I'm looking forward to hearing a little bit of your cannabis story, to be honest with you. Uh, So right off the bat, we like to I like to find out uh, where it started. You mind telling me where uh, when when and where uh, cannabis came into your life?
1: Yeah, for sure. Let me, uh, let me pull back in the, uh, deep recesses of the mind. Um, basically I'm a second generation ganja farmer. So, you know, I was stealing roaches out of my dad's ashtray when I was 12 years old. And, uh, you know, we were, we would, uh, you know, my dad's basically, we were the thieves of my dad's crop, you know, (laughs) so when my dad got raided it was his kids you know what I mean so (laughs) um so yeah second generation always been around it always been part of my life you know my dad was one of those original like um renegade hippie type dudes that just wouldn't comply with uh with false information and false laws you know like like when it comes down to cannabis and um, the prohibition that we all had to endure. And, you know, as a child, I, I still have, you know, nightmares of the noises of helicopters because in Hawaii we have green harvest. And uh, every time a helicopter would come over my house, my dad would dash out into the yard and start throwing pots around and uh, throwing stuff under trees, throwing stuff under our house. So, you know, I've been been through the ringer as far as the prohibition goes and, and my dad being one of those spearheading, uh, you know, crazy hippie dudes that just made it happen you know what I mean so um I give thanks for that and then personally uh probably partaking in my first you know pool of ganja at around that 12 year old 13 year old age probably a roach of my dad's or maybe some of the shake and um one of my older friends said hey let's let's smoke that out of a pipe and I had never done that before and uh we smoked and we jumped on the trampoline and you know I was a lifer you know I was I was uh I knew that that plant had something magical for me and it 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 uh, had a connection with me that I couldn't deny and uh, just been cultivating it from there, you know, throughout the high school days, obviously just smoking your dad's leftovers and then coming up into, you know, uh, finally he started teaching me cultivation. So I got to uh, cultivate with my father for many, many years as a teenager coming up into my early 20s. And then um, finally branched off on my own, getting my own properties and my own houses going with different growth situations. And, you know, always obviously working that life, too, of, uh, of multiple income streams and not being a dependent on cannabis, but just knowing that it was always there for me, you know.
0: Well much respect, I have a tons of respect for people like your dad uh that were doing it way before it was cool uh when it was just the right thing to do man be honest with you and exactly. uh it, we wouldn't be here to the, to this day without people like your father and other people so i got to thank you and respect to him man yeah for sure for sure you know and I, another thing i think's awesome about this story for is uh the generational aspect of it You know, being able to be passed from father to son. I'm actually grateful for these days myself that, you know, this we've come to a point where it's, you know, legalization is quite a thing and it hopefully will be full bore at one point. And this is a dream that I'll be able to share with my children as well without the fear of repercussion that I'm sure you had, you and your father had growing up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely. Yeah. My, my, I have a
1: yeah I have a son as well now, so he'll be a third generation uh ganja farmer or ganjapreneur if he so chooses and um you know that that really does uh, warm my heart you know and it, and it really gives me some some good vibrations that uh that he doesn't have to endure that fear factor that we did as children and he's going to look at this plant a whole different way than we had to look at it as some demonized criminalized thing you know so that's that is a really brilliant and great progress of our human race to uh finally release the shackles of making a plant illegal you know so yeah big 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 things as far as positive things on the earth you know that we could uh you know keep more positive than uh than the weird shit going on around the world these days you know
0: i agree i agree you know i usually ask you know, at what point does it did it for, you know, person on the other side from it go from like a recreational type use Cause most most of us aren't as in my case, I'm gonna say lucky enough to grow up on a gadget farm because I'm jealous in that aspect <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. So uh um I actually scrolled a little bit there. Oh, oh I, I'm sorry. I haven't even smoked yet. That's the best. <laughs> uh, so I usually ask, at what point does it go from like a recreational use to like a medical use? And most of the times I find it's uh, when the cultivation starts. So that puts you way ahead of the game as far mm-hmm. as uh, appreciation of the medical
1: side of things. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I,
0: I guess I can if you want to speak to that, you can.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly uh, it pretty much went from me from being like more of kind of a uh, recreational thing to a spiritual thing. That's, that was my shift personally in my life. So when I was coming into my adulthood and, and, you know, your frontal lobe starts expanding and you start being able to think a little deeper and, and understand deeper concepts, you know, so. That's really, you know, when when my cannabis use shifted from, you know, maybe taking bong hits at a party to really consciously consuming it and feeling the deeper feelings that it gives me and the deeper intuition and thoughts that it gives me. And, uh, you know, so for me, it was more like maybe using it recreationally as a child or as a youth and in high school. And uh, still, though, you can't deny that wasn't spiritual use, too, you know, or medicinal use, too, depending on your conditions. But then, you know, going into, uh, you know, becoming an adult, basically, and, and, you know, stepping up to the plate and realizing that the cannabis was actually a spiritual gift that was given to us by the creator. So, you know, that's how I view it. Medicinal never really made too much sense for me because that's a given. You know, it's obviously... It's the healing of the nation, you know, medicine heals, you know, so it's always been a medicine to me, you know, and then it's always recreational kind of, that's the, really the word that's, you know, I mean, who really uses it recreationally? I don't, you know, I mean, maybe if you're some kind of street hoodlum or something, but I don't really see it being too recreational anyway, you know, because it's inevitably going to affect you spiritually and medicinally. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm glad that you bring up the spiritual side of the uh, cannabis because I, that's the one side of it that I don't think gets talked about enough. To be honest with you, there is a huge spiritual cannabis. Yeah, well, I mean, it, for me, that, it starts with the grow. Back to the grow, the cultivation side of things. That's that's when you really start to see that aspect of
1: it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's why natural farming is the, is really the go-to method for cultivating medicine, you know, to cultivating spiritual plants, you know what I mean? So if you're not natural farming, something that was meant to be natural, you know, that you're kind of starting with a, with like one leg in the trap already or kind of like kind of sinking backwards instead of forward, you know? But yeah, man, I, I agree. The, the, the spiritual side, is not talked about obviously because that was the actual reason it was illegal in the first place. I mean if you really think about it it wasn't because it was like an herb that uh back pain and stuff like that or an, an herb that helped you sleep it was an herb that awakened the third eye it awakened the pineal gland and expanded the frontal lobe to be used. No other hu- no other animals have a frontal lobe except for dolphins but like like the human being does and that's where the cannabis reacts, it reacts on the frontal lobe and and that's that makes you a human that's what makes you intelligent. you know what I mean so you can't escape the spiritual side of cannabis that's exactly all that's all it is really if you think about it you
0: know so has it always been outdoors for you get for you there I mean it's yeah. a unique experience I think
1: when you're lucky enough to be in hawaii it's it's a beautiful place there. Yeah, man, it's true. So, the thing about Hawaii is we grow cannabis year round. There's no break. It's just you're always growing cannabis and it's always flower season, you know? So, what I mean by that is there's not really a vegetative state. Like, it doesn't really, you don't get those two, three, four, five months of vegetation. You, anytime you put a clone out or a seedling, it, a seedling is just going to go by its genetics, but a clone will flower as soon as you stick it outside and take it out from uh, extended light periods, you know? So in Hawaii, it's a little different. Like we don't light depth. We have to light extend, you know? So we, in order to keep a plant in veg, we got to extend the light past 12 hours and get it up into that 16, 18 hour range. So we all, anyone that knows what they're doing in Hawaii has supplemental light um, to, to hold the plants in veg to get them to a decent size before you flip them to the flower. So that's pretty unique that we have this consistent uh, year round uh, cannabis farming. And and that's kind of like the constant gardener. He never gets a break, you know, <laughs> where I see these guys in winter, they're like, Oh, I'm coming to Hawaii for my trip. I just harvested big, you know, Da-da-da-da. Oh shit, man. I still got to go plant and harvest and everything else in between. <laughs> uh, it's a blessing. I'm not complaining. though.
0: And that's another thing to, uh, the soils, Super rich there, nonetheless, isn't it, for uh, some beautiful, tasty plants there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of a kind of a, a catch-22 because, you know, some of the older islands like Maui and, and uh, Kauai and, um, you know, Oahu even have have a lot more older land that has a lot more soil on it. So over here on the Big Island, since we're pretty much the youngest piece of Earth on the planet Earth literally the youngest piece of earth on the planet earth. Um, We have plenty, we got choke, uh, lava rock everywhere. So we got, that's what we deal with, you know, is like my whole farm is basically lava rock, but it's had like an old growth forest on it for who knows how many thousands of years. So there is like these layers and these pockets of soil everywhere that I can kind of get into with a pickaxe and whatnot. But honestly, uh, we have to build our soil from the ground up utilizing pieces of native soil and pockets that you can find. And then we make our living soil blends, which would be the the go-to cannabis uh, soil that we use. Now, uh, up on the north coast of the Big Island and um, and a few other places down on the South Point, there is soil. And people do directly sow into the ground. So there is some of that going on. And and yeah, I mean, the the earth-grown herb, I mean, has that whole next vibe to it. But I'm, pre- I'm a proponent and a teacher of living soil. And that's what I was talking about, the Institute of Natural Farming. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with that, but I have a YouTube channel where we talk all about natural farming, about uh, Korean natural farming in particular. And I'm actually a certified teacher of Korean natural farming. And I also am a student of Masanobu Fukuoka. Um, and basically, we are, are proponents and promoters of living soil of um, not buying soil from a store and uh, building your own soil from compost, peat moss and cinder or pumice and really uh, letting the microbes work and, you know, utilizing worm castings and compost teas, as opposed to uh, utilizing advanced nutrients and earth juice and all these lame old companies that kind of really just get you hooked on their products. And then don't tell you that you can get it all from nature for free. So that's really what I'm all about is living soil, creating my own inputs on my farm for the cost of uh, brown sugar or vinegar. And uh, that's about it. You know what I mean? My whole, my whole farm for the last three, what, five years has been strictly KNF, you know, Korean natural farming methods. And uh, I've bought nothing from the grow store for at least four years now. That's
0: amazing. That's amazing, and uh, that's that's something that somebody that most people are hungry for nowadays. Uh, yeah, we talk about the evolution and the spiritual side of the plant. You know, it it calls and seems to beg, bring, beg you along as a person as you grow with the plant. You know, as your techniques. You know, the more and more you learn, it's it's funny that they it ever was the stereotype of a dumb stoner you know I've right. never dumb <laughs> lazy stoner because I, right. I don't see that and it's so the more I dig into the cannabis community and talk to with growers it's just making more people want to learn there's more people learning organics you know compost this that you know what I mean it's it's pulling us along it
1: really is it's totally true, man. And, and, uh, I like what you said there and it made me think like the only lazy sterner, you know, it definitely ain't a cultivator. <laughs> That's for dang sure. <laughs> so maybe some, some kid playing video games, buying bags might fit into that, but you're right, man. 99% of people who partake in cannabis and especially cultivate cannabis are some of the best people and most hardworking people on this planet. So just for a, uh weed is 207
0: hopefully you are listening i know you are what was that uh what was that youtube again so uh the mods can go ahead and uh throw that into chat so they can uh follow along like i said people are hungry for that info
1: oh yeah the youtube channel is basically i I created the school right before this scamdemic started and uh and when it started two months after I created the school and I was working on these curriculums and I was going to have these like uh, well-organized certificate courses and whatnot, I just changed the whole model of the school to basically how, how do we survive on this planet earth? How do we grow our own medicine without depending on corporations and chemical companies? And, and how do we feed ourselves without depending on grocery stores and supply chains that are going to get broken So that channel, it's, it's the Institute of Natural Farming YouTube channel, again, Institute of Natural Farming. And, um, we have about 12 offerings right now, and each one is a lecture. Um, I usually give about an hour and a half with a slideshow, and then I usually have a special guest give about an hour and a half. So we, we did everything from like the history of, uh, chemical farming to, uh, you know, how to eat to live, how to ferment coconut and turmeric and uh, how to make probiotic foods. Um, I did a a whole presentation on Rastafari and the connection to cannabis. So there's, there's a whole heap of videos on there. The most, the most hit video on there is obviously the one called K and F and cannabis. So that one has like thousands of more views because the just because of the tag K and F and cannabis. But if you look through that channel, uh, you know, there's Growing Food 101, KNF and Cannabis. Um, lot, uh, Dragonfly Earth Medicine was one of the first uh, uh, guests that I had at the school when they came out to Hawaii and that kind of kicked it off. So, yeah, it's just like a wealth of, uh, you know, I guess in cannabis, they call it regenerative farming information. But, I, but I, when my teachers just called it natural farming. So I'm, I'm from the school of Masanobu Fukuoka. I don't know if you're familiar but he wrote the book one straw revolution. And if you haven't read that book as a human being, and especially as a farmer cultivator, you need to read that book called one straw revolution. It'll change your life. I
0: have read that book.
1: Well, to be honest with you, I've listened to this book several times. <laughs> nice, nice. Audiobook. Me too. Me too, me too. I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna bullshit you that I picked up
1: the book and read it. I feel you, man. Listened to I've it. read many and many chapters, but I've listened to it on audiobook twice all the way through, actually three times and and yeah, I recommend doing that too, because a lot of people don't got that 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 uh, luxury of sitting down and reading a book, even though you should try to carve out some time for yourself like that but even just listening to it in the background while you're doing your uh, watering or taking clones or going to the bathroom, cooking food, just listen to some, some of the crucial information from these elders that aren't with us anymore, but they left us these legacy keys, you know, these, uh, these uh, scrolls to to read, you know?
0: So I'm not going to bullshit you at all. At one point I did grow in soil organics I've been through cocoa most of my growing career. I'm opening my mind back up to the organics world. But I have in my journey, I do listen to a lot of uh, gardening books and uh, one straw revolution type books. And what I've come across that, I really enjoy about the KNF and a lot of those methods. Is this period? You might be listening for gardening reasons, you know what I mean? But there is a lot of spirituality buried Mm -hmm. in them books as well Mm -hmm. that I love. You know, the balance Mm -hmm. of everything, both in your garden and in your life. You know, it's definitely Mm -hmm. a a multi purpose book, Um, just one of many, to be honest with you. Big time,
1: big time. I'm looking forward to opening
0: that door a little bit wider, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like just boils down to a simple fact, you know what I mean? Nature is God. God is nature. You know what I mean? God created nature. Nature is a representation of God. You know, uh, corporations aren't representations of God, but nature is. So really, like once we're out there in it and you're participating in it and turning off the noise and the EMF and the static and all these kind of interferences that man has made for our psyche and for our spiritual being that resides right here in this body, you start communicating with God and you start getting downloads from nature. And you could put any word you want. When I say God, you could fill that with anything that makes you comfortable, but it's, it's the naturalness that's coming from the ether, from the plants, from the, uh, the, the elementals. You know, I don't know if, if these things are real, man. And, and the only reason they're not real is because we've been down, dumb dumb, down, is why they're not real all of our sensory organs our our true sensories have been 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 dialed down so we're we're basically at base level human where we could be way up here at high functioning human and a lot of that has to do with our disconnection from nature so through my teachings is always to get back in nature take off your shoes eat some dirt you know go in the ocean do something man to get connected because this world is trying to get you unconnected they're trying to tap you into the artificial, the AI, the cell phone, the zoom, the this and that, you know, but really what we need is, is to look at the sun and, and stare at the moon and, and wonder what constellations are and um, feel the microbes crawl up our hands and, and watch the worms wiggle. You know, the, this is magic, man. This is what, this is the stuff, you know? I completely agree. hard and. In- 110 percent my friend 110 percent respect man and and to to, you know to to address your your statement about you know you've grown organically you've grown some in soil you've went to cocoa you've done hydro and that's awesome because you're a human being experimenting with what fits best into your life and what resonates with you best but i do want to give you some anecdotal evidence like we took a tour of 710 labs in oakland and um this is like a huge 710 lab uh is that is a really high grade uh, hash making company that's in Colorado and Oakland. I don't know if you're familiar, but they're one of the top tier right and um we go through there they have half of their whole grow is living soil, you know, and they actually get more money for the living soil hash than they do for their uh hydroponic hash or whatever that em- that drip emitter with the weird little cocoa cut thing. I don't even know what that's called, but Um, They get more money for the uh, for the natural farmed um, soil cannabis uh, hash than they do for the other. And they've even marketed the hash so people know that it's soil grown. So it's kind of like the consciousness is also going back to natural, even though I mean, I understand that people need to like make their bread and, and, and they got their system down that works. And, you know, they. The thing is, though, once you're every step you take out of nature, you have to counteract it with a human uh, uh, answer. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like, oh, you know, my my pH is off. So now you're going to have to go and adjust that pH by humanness. You know, oh, there's this 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 uh, thrip or this mite. you know, now I got to spray the shit out of my plants because it's all the human steps that made the mistakes. So and now you got to take more human steps to correct it. And the alternative of that is letting nature correct the imbalances. And that's where I've gotten my greenhouses too, because they are exposed to nature hundred percent. They're open wall, but they're covered. And, um, and, and basically it's anytime I see a problem, it'll basically mitigate itself within a couple weeks, just with a little bit of attention from me, just kind of letting it know that, that that um, you know, white fly. You're not welcome here. And I'm gonna spray some compost tea, and I'm going to invite in the good microbes and and instruct them to get rid of the white fly. The thing goes away. You know what I mean? So that's where we, where we can be. We can be so in touch with nature that we instruct nature. You know, and 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 I feel we can all do that. You know. So if you don't
0: mind me asking uh if i remember correctly it was like 18 years right something like that uh growing you know from you know father to son so what yeah, was, yeah yeah and you and you've only kind of referenced you know four to five years of that to be living soil or k and m so what was what was the turning point what yeah, was that so-
1: revelation that was like hey man
0: this is i got you
1: yeah, for sure. Well, just just to be a completely honest and 100% clear, my dad my dad's method was always to buy like a, a big bag of uh, of uh, like set something like Mix or something, something kind of neutral. And then so I always grew up with all those bags of um, down-to-earth fertilizers. So he would go buy green sand, bat guano, uh, uh, humus, uh, all those bags of like these 50-pound bags of organic fertilizer, and he would line them up. And then he would have his, his kind of neutral pro mix and he would just do a scoop of each. He wasn't scientific about it or anything. He just knew those plants need this stuff. You know, that's all he really knew. And he'd had some like agronomy classes and some uh, horticulture classes and like junior college. So he was just going off this very loose knowledge of but being a gorilla gardener from California, his whole life of kind of growing right in the native soil next to streams um, using uh, drip emitters coming out of streams in California to feed the native soil that he said he would just put like bat guano or kelp around the base of these plants, you know? So that's, that's was the school I came from was kind of like throw everything at it organics. Um, so I, I never, ever, no one ever instructed me to buy advanced nutrients or anything like that. And then at ACE hardware here in town, you don't got to even go to a grocery store and they have that brand earth juice. So that's I use that brand Earth Juice for years and years and years, coupled with this, what I thought was organic living soil, but was really just kind of like a, an attempt, a, a, an uneducated attempt at uh, at organics and living soil. But even those words weren't even termed yet living soil. But my dad was was an OG, you know, he wanted He wanted his cannabis to be proper. You know, he wasn't really in it for the uh, bulk or for the money. He wanted his proper smoke. You know, he always told me, son, grow enough for yourself. Sell the rest to your friends. And I've always lived by that principle, you know. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: There's nothing wrong with that either. Making sure (laughs) your friends have gotten some good, good cannabis too. Yeah. I mean,
1: even, you know, I mean, even your friends might need a hundred pounds. So you know you could grow a lot still.
0: <laughs> is there is, is there ever enough? Is there ever right enough right? Enough?
1: <laughs> Just get more friends, you know. <laughs> and that's
0: that's funny that it's it's not it's not difficult at all to make no. friends
1: with candidates. No, no, what a great thing to break the ice, right?
0: <laughs> I I agree. You gotta, you gotta, fend, you gotta
1: get the friend. You gotta fend them off, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> no more friends, bro. <laughs> I'm good.
0: No. I, I, when I go out to events, man, I like to share. Just for that reason, right? As you just stated before, that it's easy to make friends. You know, uh, I go out to concerts and stuff, man. I I bring enough for everybody, man. I, no, no I'm one. Very known meeting, for. No, no one hates uh, the weed. I love <laughs> <laughs> And you get, I've I, you know, it's another thing, you know, it's kind of funny thing you say that is, uh, oh, I must have died. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it charges up or plugs in. Cheers, everybody. Sunrise go. Sunrise grow. Gray sun grow. Wow. Kind of Fictional. FX, cheers to you as well. I hope he comes back. That's G2B, How you doing? Mike B. Mike B. How you doing? Ned Denver. It's funny, me and Tile were talking about the Tau song today. Loving it. Still. Ted Westport, much respect to you, my friend. Who else we got here? Prometheus Or. Right, Piper. Denver. Oh, there we go. Ah, we, uh, we there? Yeah, I'm so able. I'm so
1: glad you're able to come back. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, bro. I just had a had a little glitch on the phone setup. Oh,
0: it happens, it happens. It's funny because as you, as I looked up and you were you're disappearing, I look up and chat it says great guest and you were
1: gone. <laughs> right on, I'm back, man, I'm back. I plugged in my phone too so the battery won't die again. Kind of smart.
0: <laughs> but yeah, where were we at? We were talking about well, we were talking about the abundance of cannabis and how nice it was to have oh, yeah. around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh I, I remember what I was saying was uh taking some to concerts, events, other cannabis events. I happen to absolutely love the raw one footers. They're absolutely perfect. They hold about at uh, twelve grams. And nice. they're perfectly if as long as you pass them in the middle and you're kinda most people want to oh, grab like God. it's a regular joint right yeah. now you gotta tell it them, yeah. <laughs> come yeah. on then everybody gets something everybody gets something like
1: that that's a cool one. i don't that'll attract the crowd quick man
0: it does it does too and what i you know what i was saying as you, as you fell out there is you go to a concert with a handful of those and you might have bought the cheapest seat in the house but you're not going to sit in the cheap. No. <laughs>
1: <house.
0: laughs> there you go bro stoner
1: tricks bro you take notes guys
0: <laughs> so i uh not to get too deep on the on this subject but i thought it was funny as well and it it does kind of get us back to uh, what what we're talking about what's the scam demic. i kind of yeah. really believe that too but you know uh what I think was really nice about that phrase and what you do is uh, it directly relates to one another, you know, getting your hands in the soil. Like you said, eating, he, I don't know about eating the dirt, but maybe eating some fresh unwashed <laughs> vegetables yes, out of sir. the garden. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go that route. I'll skip them all of dirt. I'll, I'll hey. take the unwashed <laughs> gri- green beans, tomatoes. That's, and what, that's,
1: what, that's what I'm saying, you know?
0: But, you know, I think it
1: boils down
0: to, uh, you, as you kind of touched on, the microbes, man, the microbes, that living soil. People forget how one how in touch we are. We're, uh, we were supposed to be at one point, but things have, as you said, we've gotten so far out of whack that it's it's crazy. But those of you and us that put our hands in the dirt, that you know are directly dealing with the microbes i think are way ahead of the game and that's another thing i've learned about in in this journey especially with it as i've opened up the door to organics you know uh i'm getting to realize how much in tune the human body is with the earth with the plant you know we're basically made up and use a lot of the same, very same nutrients you know we're very dependent on the microbes that are in our gut you know what i mean and that's another thing i've learned through this process you know that that gut that microbiome that second brain is true it's true that it's not that gut feeling there's it's more to that there's a whole lot more to that and it is very important now you know like i said we got to get your feet them dirt. that's another show I've seen too that movie Earthing on YouTube that talks about all the frequency causing a lot of anxiety it made too much damn sense when I watched it it took like a minute and a half of what they had to say and I was hooked, I watched the whole thing it just made perfect sense and I'm glad to see that you're out there teaching that, what you're learning to others, you know what I mean it's, it's
1: long overdue and the cannabis community is ready <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, listen, without microbes, without these little invisible helpers and friends, we're all dead. You know, microbes are not here to hurt you. That's not what they do. Microbes only help you. So there's a false thing. There's this false science going around, basically, that there's a microbe for every disease. That's that was like about five, 10 years ago. They would say, oh, you got, um, you know, uh, pancreatitis or you got a. Uh, you know, whatever, name a disease, you know, and they, and then they'll say this microbe caused it, or this microbe is responsible in part for that. Well, what they found out nowadays is that microbe was actually at the site of the inflammation or the disease caused by toxicity, trying to clean it. That's what the microbe was doing. So, so one thing I'd like to impart is never fear a microbe. Also, one thing I'd like to impart is go watch the video that we put up called fungi, bacteria, and viruses, understanding our microbial friends. And I'll say that again, viruses, understanding our microbial friends. Viruses are responsible for evolution, adaptation, cleansing of the cells. If people understood what a virus is and what its function is on earth and the purpose of it, they would not fear it at all. Or they maybe they would fear it if they were super unhealthy and needed to be cleansed, then they might fear a microbe or a, a virus. But if, listen, Healthy plants don't get viruses. I'll say that one again. Healthy plants do not get viruses. That's all there is to it. So healthy humans, guess what? Yeah, that's the truth. So anyway, there's this video that just came out all about this tribe in Africa. No heart disease, no cavities, no uh, degenerative diseases. None of this exists. And why is because they have one of the strongest microbiomes on earth because they're still eating their indigenous food that's unwashed, untreated, you know? So yeah, it's really, really important, our relationship with microbiology. And I'll tell you what, they're trying to dupe us hard. They're trying to take us for fools. That's what they're trying to do. And the thing is, we got to understand that it's been going on for a long time. There's a war and literal war on microbiology. So just think about it. Think about chemical foods, how they're cultivated, sprayed, fed chemicals. You, chemical nutrients is like taken direct inject right to the plants. So it's, it's bypassing the microbial uh, biology and the chemical processes, the chemistry that a microbe has and it interchanges with, say, kelp or bat guano or phosphorus or nitrogen and makes it available for the plant through its secretions and its digestion of those materials. Well, chemical just, it bypasses the microbes. It's trying to tell you, we don't need microbes to grow food. We're going to use chemicals instead. So, so the thing is so off base of, of the, of what God or nature has structured this planet to be, where we need microbes to be healthy, to grow food, to cycle nutrients. They're trying to bypass microbiology to do the same thing, to grow food, you know, to, uh to do with these things that microbes have done forever. Uh, so just like in the roots of a soil, in order for those, those roots to uptake nutrients, they need the microbiology to exchange the nutrients, to eat the exudates and to secrete the food form that they can uptake. It's all about ions comes down to positive and negative ions because a plant can only uptake a certain ion. The microbe changes that ion. So it's uptakeable by the plant. Okay. So, this war on microbes goes back to everything. Cloroxing the shit out of your house, cleaning and bleaching everything. Um, the, 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 the medical industry, sterile. It, okay, my, I, my, my wife was giving birth to our first child. And I go and it says, okay, wash and be sterile before you come in this. And then right after that, there was a sign that said, be aware there's super microbes in this hospital that have adapted over time to our sterile environment and now are unbeatable, you know? So, so through this human interaction of trying to make everything sterile, we're creating these microbes that all they're trying to do is their job still, but now they're becoming mutated and and dangerous to humans and whatnot, you know, because of our own mistakes of, of trying to keep things too san- sanitary, you know? So, Instead of hand sanitizer at every door, there should be a compost in front of every door. You walk in the store, you got to compost your hands first. Rinse them in some water. Now you can walk through the store. Because those, anything that's going to take out a negative microbe would be another microbe, not, not bleach. You know? So we need a symbiosis of microbes. That It's just like I mentioned, like the, the pest in the natural farming setting gets taken care of by other larger pests. It's the same in the microbe world. Any any microbe that's that's doing something harmful, another microbe's gonna come and correct it, you know? And so we gotta realize that this balance is in our favor, you know, and and uh and the relationship with these microbiology goes back to our very creation from coming out of our mother's womb. We get covered in lactic acid bacteria. We we pick up microbes through the nose, through the mouth, through the ears, on our skin as we come out of the vaginal, uh, tract, you know, there's, there's lactic acid bacteria coated all over a baby when he's born, you know, through in your ears in your nose in your mouth right now there's lactic acid bacteria. That's any, any foreign thing comes in, the lactic acid bacteria eats it and it takes care of it. You know what I mean? So microbes are clean. Microbes are the cleanest thing on the planet earth. What we do is we teach uh, Korean natural farming, no smell piggeries, You could have a whole pig farm. You could have thousands of pigs and not any smell just by working with microbiology, by working with lactic acid bacteria, by creating IMO one, two, three, four, and four, and inoculating your pig pens with it. No smell, no smell, chicken coops. And with the no smell keeps out any kind of negative tick or this or that. So it's, it's working with nature symbiotically to get us back to optimal health sterility the doctor, um, a safe way is not the safe way. You know, that's what we got to realize. They use mind trick tactics to keep us in a box when really all we have to do is think for ourselves and all the answers come pouring in, tap into the microbes, tap into nature, and you get all these downloads for free. You don't even have to go to the university or nothing. You just had to go in the garden, you know? So yeah, I'm a big proponent of Teeming with microbes, right? That's the name of the guy's book. Teeming with microbes. That, they're our allies. They're, uh, we, we don't exist without them. We need to realize this. You could wash your skin all day fucking long. You could take 20 showers and you still got microbes all over your skin. You know. We need to realize these are our allies and our friends. We can't fear an invisible microbe. We can't. You cannot let your mind over to fear an invisible microbe. What you do need to do is tune into yourself and get this thing straightened up and in line. Get rid of the, uh, the processed foods, the excessive saturated fats, the chemical-laden foods that we get at most grocery stores. And we need to just start living real again, being human beings and teaming up with microbiology that's actually responsible for our health. The microbes are responsible for our health. They help us be, re- be healthy. We need to really realize that. And then that transfers directly over to the plant world. And that's why Korean natural farming is so crucial because you're actually cultivating microbes and actually growing them in abundance and then broadcasting them onto your agricultural system and then nurturing them. It's amazing, man, what we could, uh, what we could do if we just tap back into nature, imagine that a whole society tap back in like a, like a Japanese village, a rice village, or like a, like a a german uh you know potato village or something you know what i mean these people were living roots you know and they're just all super healthy you know you couldn't fool them with none of this shit none of the scamdemic no 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 ancient person would fall for this shit you know but i mean i could keep ranting about the scamdemic uh or microbes but basically the, the point is you need to realize there's a war a literal war you know they have a war on drugs and a war on this and a war on that. There's a war on microbes. That's what we're presently in, are the death throngs of the war on microbes. They're like going for the death kill on the microbes. Sanitize your hands, fucking don't, you know, what is this shit? If you understood viruses and the mask thing, the mask thing is the biggest joke ever because a a virus is so fucking small. Like you could, they could basically drive buses through these masks, you know? Thirty buses. That's how small they are, and we're we're over here strapped up and rah, rah, save grandma and shit. And it's like, yo, man, this has nothing to do with reality of what it actually takes to be a healthy human being. You need to drop the uh, drop the the misinformation. You know, drop the mainstream media and tap back into your own intelligence, your own guidance. Tap back into those microbes. The mic God works through the microbes, man. I'm telling you.
0: Agree with you, man. I agree with you once again. You know, once there's multiple things here, I agree with what you're saying. First, first and foremost, is the fear of the virus. You know what I mean? There's two things. A, you know, uh, like I said, it may be good or bad, but fear in itself automatically weakens your immune system. Already, you put yourself in a state of panic so you know why worry you know why put yourself in fear of what the unknown one you know two is you know there's the the germ thing you know and when they told everybody to wipe their hands and what happened what happened there? Now they're giving us pieces of it that we could have picked up from the grocery cart from not Direct watching.
1: Direct inject, bro. Direct inject. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It's it is, you know, crazy when, it, when the whole
1: natural cycle
0: should just be left alone. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Okay. there's, I, there's I also, I mean, it. think about it, there's also a war on nature in general. Like like they had us watching these shows as youth where the, the lion's killing the thing and the, the bear's killing the thing and the wolf is has the big gnarly teeth. Those things don't want to kill you, bro. None of those things want to kill you. You think a snake wants to bite you? A snake don't want to bite you. He wants to defend himself or defend his children just like you would. So don't blame nature because you uh, accidentally scared the shit out of a snake and got bit. You know, he didn't want to bite you. That's just the, what happened because of the fear that he had of you. That There's no wolf out there to attack you. There's no lion coming for your children. Like these are all falsities that are broadcast on us. So we fear nature when really we're, we are nature. We're, we're actually the synthesis of nature. Man is actually just, just he's like the highest being ever created on this realm. He is the, uh, the, 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 the dirt and the air and the fire all mixed together. Earth, wind, water. That's us. That's the human being. We're not just another animal you think we're just another animal no we are the stewards of the earth the bible tells us that that we're the stewards of the earth they replace the word with dominators or dominion in the book of genesis but the word is stewardship that we were created on this planet to care for it why do you think we have hands and like thumbs and stuff and, and we don't have big hooves and trunks and shit because why do you think we have a frontal lobe and no other animals do because we were the ones that could could ask the elephants to move this way and create a new riverbed. We were the ones that could direct the Buffalo herds this way and make a new path to the, you know, we were the ones that could create new water systems and irrigate lands and stuff. We, we were magical beings on this planet earth and we've been usurped and dumbed down to these pieces of shit is really what's going on. And we need to wake up. We need to get back in tune with our birthright our God-given birthright of why we're here on this planet and stop letting these buffoons control our asses while they fly around in private jets with no masks on, you know? Anyway, I kind of got a little angry there, sorry. <laughs> I'll try to lighten it up. <laughs> is,
0: is it anger or is it passion? You know what it's I mean? Pa- it's, to me. it's passion. Yeah, yeah. I
1: see, I see yeah. passion. I see yeah, passion. man, that's exactly what it is. Thank you.
0: So, you know, and it is a weird time like that, you know, th- it is a, it's mainly a triple attack on the immune system. Like you said, the fear attack exactly. week, the recycling of the, you know, the CO2 weakens right. your immune mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. and then
1: the coddling of it as well.
0: So, yeah. And so what know, it's,
1: we need to understand is what people are suffering from is toxemia. That's the number one sickness in the world. Toxemia, not viruses, not microbes, not bacterial infections. Toxemia from what you ingest and what you're exposed to on a daily basis. So number one, you're responsible for ingest what you're exposed to. You don't really have much say over that because you you're living your life. You're driving down the highway, you're going into buildings and you're trying to survive on this planet earth. So number one, though, you do have full control over what goes in your mouth. So that's where it starts. You know what I mean?
0: You know, I think I've said this a lot. I've been doing this show for a little over a year, and I've said this throughout the whole thing, I do not, I, I, I'm a whole 100, I'm sorry, 100% sure that uh the cannabis and, uh, you know, the whole natural effect of things is calling us. Cannabis is on the forefront to just open the door, of the organics and stuff and then again with the reemergence of you know the knowledge of mushrooms not not necessarily psychedelic but in general they're you know healing as well but is on the other end of it they are sent here again with cannabis on the spiritual end of things to open up our mind to open up that frequency which i right. think is another stumbling point that we're coming on to with cannabis and this whole adventure it's being like thrown in our face is our communication with plants and everything else through frequency. I think it's, it's an incredible how we can relate through the, with plants. And I'm, I think it, it ain't too long before we realize that we, you know, that's how everything communicates other animals, other plants with plants uh is all through frequency the frequency we get from the sun the frequency we get from the earth you know what i mean it's all in in rhythm with each other
1: big time man that's 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 the uh the field of knowledge called cymatics you know you should you should check that out if you haven't checked it out and it's you know it's really is it's vibration and frequency everything is vibration and frequency uh even even the density of us is just you know if they if you took that frequency and lowered it, we'd just kind of open up and disappear, you know, so it's everything has its purpose because of what it resonates at you know you're hundred percent correct, you know, and you know that 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 removal from you know taking taking the human out of that natural frequency and putting him into the artificial was that first step towards taking us you know. The wrong way you know what i'm saying so yeah man i you know i just want to encourage people to uh, to tap back into their humanness you know to their potential that they are given that birth you know their birthright as as caretakers of the earth is really what i'd like to encourage and then in the plant yeah, consciousness, like to... like you were just touching on the plant consciousness cannabis and that brings me back to the original part of the conversation was the reason why it was illegal in the beginning wasn't no other reason but the spiritual aspect like i said it opened your mind it had an, the cannabis has an intelligence it has a consciousness that it imparts onto the user what would they do if we all had uh free thinking uh critical thinking minds this whole scandemic wouldn't work if we were all cannabis users and we use this brain you know the scandemic wouldn't work so they need they need you in that dumbed down state to control you you know so of course they're gonna make cannabis illegal and psychedelic mushrooms and medicinal mushrooms, queen of the forest, you know, it's like, man, these are the tools that make you smart and make you intelligent and make you into a strong human being. So of course, Babylon or whatever system's going to attack that, you know what I mean? It's simple, man. I think if you were a, a world ruler, elite weirdo that wanted to control populations, these are the steps you would take to get there. It's just simple, you know?
0: So I, before I forget, I just want to invite you to tune in. I want to make sure. Look, I'm pretty sure it's April 6th. Yeah, April 6th. A uh, gentleman by the name of uh, Midnight Roots, who I've talked to him last time he was on the show. Great conversation. Amazing grower here in Michigan. Uh but a very smart gentleman nonetheless and we got on the conversation of frequency
1: and stones and stuff like that and yeah we, we could talk cymatics all day man <laughs> yeah man yeah
0: i'm a huge fan i'm a huge fan yeah yeah you. You, you i seen, never uh, really
1: have you seen those uh like experiments on youtube or whatnot where they take the metal plates with the sand or the liquid and then they apply different frequencies right yeah exactly show them that again man show them that again the flower of life pattern these are frequencies man That's, that's that's what these are those shapes are frequencies man those are the building blocks of our universe right there you know what i'm saying and it's proven already by modern day little lame experiments like applying a frequency to a pan as you put sand on it you know where you can see the flower of life come into play just through vibration and sound so this ain't no gimmick or joke it's not like one of those things where it's like yeah wear this uh wristband and you won't have arthritis you know it's like this shit's real man to the to the t you know what i mean it's not it's not about believing in it it's just is what it is you know
0: So, this is why I especially I'm more wanting by you more more so to watch now because I think you'll really love this. Is even look him up on Instagram because you can check out out. what he's doing. Uh, He's he's big into this Midnight Roots, but I reason I wanted him back on, he's got a lot of things going, but his Instagram drew me in because it when we were talking about, we were talking about how plants related. We got talking about, um, uh, uh, thus spoke the plant, and you know, books like that, you know, how they could read, you know, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: and he went deep, he started going deep in on this and on his Instagram, he's using, I don't, it's basically some type of amplifier and he's got it fed in through into his organ. Okay. And he's got, uh, Two two alligator clips and he's clipping them on to different parts of the plant. You know, different, <laughs> and you know, this is yeah, this is amazing. So he's finding like he'll turn on like say a flute and then he'll clip on the bottom of the plant and maybe another branch and it will start fucking playing music. Excuse my language. Uh it'll start and like so and he'll change it. Like to like an upper branch, they will get the different notation Will be yes, wow. and overall, all the overall the rhythm will be pretty much the same. You know what I mean? It'll just be a matter of faster or slower. But this ah. is where it gets super cool. It's different rhythms from one cannabis strain to another, that and from strange. he's taking wow. it he's taking it even further to like house plants. He's has, he's got mm-hmm. house plants right there mm-hmm. and he'll hook it up, do the same thing. Wow. And then he'll do a cannabis plant. And That's I can't awesome. wait to, you know, pick his That's brain awesome. about, you know, but it, he'll put like different musical instruments for the you know same spots. And it's amazing the different yeah. types of music, the plant will play. Right. And, so you the- know, I'm really I'm thinking in my head, if there's some way that, you know, you were had a room full of say that cut to where, you know, I mean, that rhythm was all the same. I can't help but wonder if you could just like mimic that and somehow like just fucking try them playing. True, crazy.
1: true. I mean, for for years and years, we used to play uh reggae music in our uh, in our bedroom, you know for years. And we always, you know, my friend actually swore, oh, it makes a difference, man. It makes them healthier. You know, the reggae music makes them healthier. And I was with them, you know, because it made me feel good. So why didn't it make the plants feel good? You know what I mean? So I I think your friend is definitely onto something big time. And it's kind of like, we just have these tools now to kind of measure this, but our intuition knows this already too. You know, it knows that these plants are harmonizing and vocalizing in their own way. You know, we all we're living beings that express those feelings in different ways. You know, where plants have have to do it through their means. You know, which is the pleat, the the, the leaf the stem the apical maris, the root. You know, the microbe exchange. That's how they express themselves. We we human beings have vocal cords and mouths and stuff, and that's how we express ourselves with animation and hands. You know, and so yeah, it's just more beings on this earth expressing themselves. And uh, it sounds like you're made a cool tool to pick up on that. That's awesome.
0: It, you know, and it is, it's just the, again, cannabis, cannabis, you know what I mean? Driving, right. you know, these right. experiments and stuff like yeah. that. And again, I think, you know, there's a lot of information out there with microbes and stuff as it is. But again, I think cannabis is going to help, you know, push a lot of studies you know, both through what you're doing at science and the other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. going to help push the whole organics yeah. industry and everything along. I it yeah. a lot more. I'm not, you know, I'm scared to say it, push it along because that can be, you know, once you push things along, then money gets into right. the reasons <laughs> and it goes crazy for that. But it will open a lot of people's eyes to understand that this is a matter that they can take, you know, on their selves on a person to person basis. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be on a large scale.
1: Right. And I mean, I've seen people even like, you know, someone that might not be so concerned with what they're eating. And then they, they start getting like kind of concerned with what they're smoking. And they'll start asking like, oh, is this organic or is this grown naturally? And it's like, you're not even thinking about that for yourself, what you're eating, but you're thinking about it for cannabis. So that's inevitably going to lead to yourself too because if it's important to smoke high-grade cannabis that was grown clean how about the food you eat that was you know wouldn't you want that to be grown clean and to have the most terpenes and the most flavonoids and the most bang for your buck you know so yeah cannabis again it's the gateway drug to love and consciousness you know it's the gateway drug to a better life and healthy living and healthy thinking you know cannabis is the gateway drug to health that's what it is. You know what I mean? And we need to tap in. We need to share it. Everybody needs their cannabinoid receptors saturated because we've been way too deprived for way too long. You know, even with these CBD products, because these humans haven't activated their cannabinoid system, they take a CBD tincture and instead it, it healed them. If I, I could eat 10 bottles of CBD and one, I don't even know what, it doesn't make me feel any different, you know? Because these people's cannabinoid receptors have never been activated. Just like you're a, like you have a nervous system you have a cannabinoid system from your fingertip to your toe to the top of your head, you know? So, and if, if humans are living on this planet and they haven't activated that system, imagine how deprived they are as a human being that that system's laying inside them dormant, you know? So yeah, as soon as you activate that with a little draw of herbs, smoke some hash, uh, even eat some CBD or whatever it takes, like all of a sudden you're going to start feeling like more human, you know, you're going to start having a better chance to, uh, to keep yourself, in line, you know, fit and healthy, you know, cannabis is the key is it's crucial. I, it is, it is. And
0: I, again, I think it's opening up. Yeah. I don't think it's no coincidence. It's being pushed to the forefront right now and opening up a lot of minds. And again, I think it's, I do see that as well. What you said there about that. They don't really care necessarily about what the nutrients is in their food but then they start worried about what's in their cannabis and ultimately mm-hmm. it leads back to back, yep. oh shit i should be doing this for myself and, <laughs> right, you
1: know yeah. I mean? it seems like, a dang, little that, backwards that compost tea I was guess. so dank <laughs> giving your giving your plants some better nutrients than you're putting in your body man for real <laughs> what a thing <laughs>
0: So, uh, you know, I'm curious to ask, uh, do you do any breeding or is it just straight uh, cannabis uh, use or growing so, cultivation?
1: Yeah. So most of my most of my growing is from clone, you know, from stock that I've collected over the years. And you know, I've, I mean, I've had these certain genetics for over 20 years, still cloning it, you know. Like uh, like the legendary Now or a Big Island White Widow. I don't know if you're familiar, but it has nothing to do with like the regular White Widow. It's this crazy hashy indica White Widow. It was like our back in '90s, in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. It was like, it was the Kush of Hawaii. You know, it was the OG Kush of Hawaii. But this plant would dump hash like never seen before. You know, nowadays people are breeding to get to that level, but this plant already did that. You know. So um, I've had those kind of cultivars around for like over 20 years. That, that White Widow strain, and um, I like I love collecting pre-hunted strains <laughs> from really good growers. <laughs> um, I don't do much breeding. I mean, I've have in the past, but I don't do it um, norm like a, a what do you call it consistently or for a business or anything like that. Basically, I mean, I'd love to, but my space is very limited. Um, I live off grid. A lot of my lighting is limited. It's all on solar power, and um, my and really the biggest issue I feel with why I don't take up breeding is the moisture. Every time I get male pollen and I try to store it or keep it, it always cakes up and gets you know. So it's just over the years of breeding, like never was quite my bag but I I am really good friends with some really cool breeders like um, Pacific Northwest roots. Who's always shooting us seeds. And I, and we do clone exchanges all the time and we share strains like that. And I got four or five guys like that, that are breeders that we like to exchange goodies. And um, so I don't feel like I I necessarily am that guy. So I wouldn't want to kind of front as that guy at all, but um, I, 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 love breeding and i love uh phenol hunting um it's really cool too my my older brother who's my neighbor has been doing this crazy hash phenol hunt recently where he's got about 30 different strains that are that are all sold as hash strains you know from like exotic genetics and uh and shout out to um like kush kirk and like guys like these that are that are breeding for hash And so we did just recently buy uh, my brother in particular just bought about a hundred or 150 seeds. And we've been hunting all those. And that's been real fun. Um, Seeing all these different expressions of the same plant smelling different terpenes coming off, you know, we got like strawberry syrup one through eight and only two of them are expressing this crazy terpene and the other ones are kind of bland, you know? So it's really cool to, to witness that in the garden. Um, Personally, my space, um, living off-grid kind of limits what I can do to answer your question, yeah. Well, there's a couple of reasons
0: why I was asking. And uh, one of them, I wanted to slide in this question with uh, Dutch, Dutch wounds yesterday. <laughs> and uh, I've had uh, a lot of them guys from uh, Northwest north Pacific Seed. Of yeah of course kyle i hoco a hoko nice yeah, those are the guys. they've all been on the show as well oh nice but oh, uh, nice. so i'm i'm curious about and again you're not a breeder but as you know uh a knf farmer you know a good steward of the herd i'm mm-hmm. kind of curious if, i'm just asking anybody this damn question to be honest with you because i was thinking about it yesterday and I was wondering if, you know, it could be utilized like in K&F gardens. But I I was kind of wondering if it could be utilized in breeding as well. It's like if we could intermingle, uh, like, say, bee farms and cannabis. If we, you know what I mean, introducing like a bee farm would be beneficial for IPM reasons. Another reason would be, I think, for... Uh, Breeding purpose, spreading that pollen around from plant to plant naturally without, uh, you know, having to shake a lot of plants. And uh, another cat, Red Pill, sent me a video on some psychedelic honey they were getting, you know, from poisonous flowers all across the world. I can't even remember what it was, but it was cool. So I can't help but wonder if, again, if you had a, you know, you were cultivating bees with cannabis, if you couldn't get some. Uh, cannabis and honey naturally yeah. as well if it wouldn't be a plus 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 all the way around for to try to intermingle the two
1: yeah i could comment on that i mean first off i have seen some of those articles and posts about about the guys doing the uh the uh honey and cannabis breeding projects right next door and they're they're claiming that terpenes are coming into the honey and even I can't imagine like THC or any cabin cannabinoids transferring into the honey. I mean, personally, but I, I don't know that bag so much, but I am familiar with what you're talking about, but talking more about natural farming and, and utilizing bees on your farm is a great, great, great idea on my farm. Personally, we have three neighbors that have bee farms. So usually when I go to the greenhouse, like all my pollinator undercrop that's blooming will have bees going through it. And then the, the scary part is to me is that usually when a bee is on like a flowering cannabis plant, it's stuck to it. Is more times than less I've found a bee stuck to my cannabis than more it actually doing something with the plant itself. So that's kind of a downside to see a dead bee stuck to your cannabis. But um, I would say, in pert- pertinence to the um, breeding, man, how cool would that be is if, if you let the bees actually pollinate your plants, you know what I mean? That's like some cool shit right there, you know, and then you just kind of stepped out and let it do open air pollination with the bees and the wind and whatnot. I'm sure you would probably get a bumper seed crop out of that. Um, but to be more specific towards KNF, we do have formulas that we can, we can um, combine for the idea of more seed production, for the idea of letting a plant finish all the way through and produce seeds. So there are some um, some of the inputs that we could combine to help with more seed production. Um, will that be, it, it'd be subtle. It's not gonna be like, oh, we did these applications and now we got 10,000 seeds instead of a thousand, but you will see some increase in seeds and especially in health and vigor of the plant, so. Which would, in turn, impart that health and vigor into the the genetics. Hopefully, is what you're going for. You know, I don't know if that answered. What would, you, so, what would something like that? Uh, what is something like that? that well, they- I mean, uh, I mean, to get into a KNF, basically, there's nine core solutions. I don't know how familiar your guests or your uh, your listeners are with with KNF, but uh, we could, we could spend some time on that if you want. Basically, there's nine core solutions, you know, and and there's uh, three or four ferments that you make. Uh, One of them's a fish ferment. The other ones are uh, plant extract ferments. Um, There's a bone char that you make for your phosphorus. You know, you burn animal bones and soak them in vinegar and you get a water soluble calcium phosphate. Um, There's also there's actually the calcium supplement that we get through oyster shell, through coral, crushed coral, or through eggshell, extracting that that uh, calcium into vinegar, making it 100% bioavailable to the plant for immediate uptake. Um, so, so with thinking about the seed production, there's like a seed soak solution that you do for your seeds prior to planting to ensure their strength. But, but uh, more for the seed finishing as we would go, there's a finishing formula, which is a combination of three or four of the different inputs. And we would just tone either up or down some of the nutrients to signal to the plant that we want it to seed and we want it to stay healthy through seeding. So basically, it'd be more like signaling the plant so we could make uh, fermented plant juices already out of seeded crops from your farm, not necessarily cannabis, but any seed bearing plant is what we would use that um, ferment to then signal to our plant to seed. And what, what you're basically doing is when you make that ferment, you're ca- capturing the phytonutrients, you're capturing the enzymes, you're capturing the, uh, the signals that that plant is giving to, it, to itself, and you're capturing them in a ferment. So then when you pour them onto another plant, they're going to pick up those same signals through the soil that you captured in that ferment. So we, when we make fermented plant juice, We're going to make a veg plant juice out of grasses or out of uh, fast-growing shoots of vines, like pumpkin vines or sweet potato vines or something. And those are going to signal our plants to also vegetate. And since they're the apical merissa of these vines, it's going to contain those hormones in there to also feed the plant to stimulate vegetative growth. Now, once we're crossing over or going into fruiting, we have a crossover fermented plant juice that we would use unripe fruits or uh, plants just going into flower. Um, you could use rose hips. You could use ginger uh, flowers. You could use uh, uh, unripe papaya, unripe banana, unripe apples. And this is going to signal the plant to then want to start crossing over from, from veg to flower. So what we're doing is we're capturing uh, hormones signals, um, you know, plant communication, uh, how they were capturing those in these ferments and then redistributing them on your agricultural system to to get the outcome that you're targeting.
0: Uh, GR420 community videos in chat would like to know, do you have uh, any book recommendations for people looking to start making their own inputs?
1: Yeah, so the go-to book for Korean natural farming is called Natural Farming. And it was written by Master Cho, Han Yun Cho. And uh, that book is kind of hard to get. You might be able to find it on eBay. It's not on Amazon or anything. It's kind of more like you'd have to get that if you were taught by him directly or went to one of his seminars. So that's th- that book, it, it's called Natural Farming by Master Cho. That's the recipe book for KNF. Now, since that book's hard to get, and since he's super old, and kind of, he's basically retired now, he doesn't do much talks or seminars anymore. He's passed the torch to a few people. Um, And this can get controversial. So I'm just going to keep it on the surface. But his son, who wrote the Jadam book, J-A-D-A-M, and that one is available on Amazon and other retail outlets. That's a really good book, but it's not. It's not KNF, what Master Cho made. It's it's his son's version of it, and his son's claiming this is easier and this and that. So that's a really good book, and there's great recipes in there, and it's a great resource. But it's not KNF. It's Jadam method. He created his own method. Um, But to get back to where you can get the actual KNF booklets, um, there's two places I would look. Number one is NaturalFarming.net, or excuse me, NaturalFarmingHawaii.net. And that's my friend Drake Weinart runs that page. And he's been an advocate of natural farming for about 15 years now. And he's the one who originally brought Master Cho to the Big Island for his first ever seminars. And he what he's done is took in Master Cho's book and made it into a pamphlet, which is super easy to read. And he changed a lot of the language over to stuff that makes a lot more sense to the common reader. So he has a book called Pure KNF. And it's on it's on his website. You can order it there, naturalfarminghawaii.net. Also, there's CGNF Hawaii, the Cho Global International Hawaii, which is which should be the spearhead of Cho's teachings, but these guys are are fumbling and and they're just like they have weird power trips in between each other and stuff. I'm not really into that organization at all, but they do also have a pamphlet that's took in Cho's original. Uh, book and put it into a pamphlet that's uh, pretty easy to read and easy to follow using Cho's original terminology where Drake kind of changed the terminology into more semi understandable terminology but those two books are available uh in in America and and you can just get them straight off those two websites and you'll be doing F right when you get those two books but the Dam book is really good too for other natural farming recipes um and then as far as philosophy, you got to read that Masanobu Fukuoka, One Straw Revolution, and, um, and also Rudolph, anything from Rudolf Steiner. Um, there's also uh, the original permaculture books um, that are really key, too, to kind of just get your mind wrapped around using nature instead of a store to grow your agricultural system. That's really the key to all the natural farming books is we're going to team up with nature We're going to team with God. We're going to team with microbes. We're going to team up with the plants around our farm instead of teaming up with, with advanced nutrients or Fox farm, or some of these weird Monsanto's owned bear owned companies that we really don't want to be giving our money to, but they've convinced us somehow that we need them to grow our cannabis. That's, that's, that's the big riff right there is one. You're one, you're teaming with corporate, the other, you're teaming with God, you're teaming with yourself and nature. That's, that's the big divide, you know. But those those two so websites heard, for the book, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Off. Yeah, I cut in, you. You know, interject. Um, oh, you had no way no. Um, so I heard you mention earlier on that uh, sugars and vinegars were, you know, other than the inputs themselves, are the basis of this. Uh, so, how important are the quality of them put in them? to be honest with you i know in asian cultures uh vinegars you know are very sacred very you know they hold them very close to the best there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know what can you find here should be you be trying to make your own both sugars and vinegars you know to produce can is that you know something you make yourself with, or should there's something they
1: start with
0: can you kind of walk us through the, you know that
1: yeah, that's a great question. And and those are actually kind of like advanced KNF questions that come up once people start getting into this. So I could tell you have a very intelligent mind and that's already coming to the forefront of your mind is, okay, if I'm trying to do this the best I can, do I want to buy organic sugar? Do I want to get imported Korean uh, brown rice vinegar? You know, do I want to do these things to make it the most optimal, healthy and, uh, and support, um, you know, uh, an organic sugar farmer, as opposed to CNH uh, uh, chemical, you know, do I want to do these things? And that comes down to personal choice and affordability. So if, if you can afford the best, and you actually want to spend some money on a method that could be done for almost free, then you can in, invest into those organic vinegars, organic sugars. And, and here's how I do it is if you're going to make something for human input, because all of these inputs that you make for your plants, you can take yourself. The fermented plant juice the water soluble calcium the water soluble calcium phosphate um, the seawater everything you can actually ingest all this to yourself so if you're going to make one for you and your family i would definitely go buy organic coconut sugar and make the fruit ferment out of that and then make myself a nice spritzer soda or a a, a tonic a tea out of that fpj that fermented plant juice i would definitely do that if you're a farmer and you have 10 acres you're going to want to get the cheapest sugar you can find because you're going to try to apply that ferment to 10 acres or 20 acres or, what, or one acre even. So that now you're looking for economics, right? So if you're looking for economics, you can do it with the cheapest sugar, not white sugar now, but the cheapest brown sugar you can find. You can still make a bomb ass ferment. Am I going to want to ingest that as a human? No. Are the microbes semi-impartial? Yes, because what do the microbes want? They want the chemistry. They want the sucrose. They want the chemistry that's in that thing. And they're going to actually clean up any of that duff and that nastiness that's left uh, from that uh, chemical farming process. They'll actually help remediate that while they digest your plants and give you back the plant juice. So we, uh, there's a whole scale of, vinegars and sugars. And I could get into that in more detail, but the basis of it is if you, if, if it's important to you, if you can afford it, if you want to spend money on a method that's virtually free, then you can. And if you're ingesting it yourself or for your family or making plant medicine, go ahead and, and invest the money into the organic sugar or the organic brown rice vinegar. Um, that's a, a smart thing to do. But me personally, like I just go buy the bulk bag of, of Costco brown sugar and it's not organic, but it, get, it does the alchemy that we're looking for. The chemical processes and the alchemy that we need to take place, it's, it's great for that and it works perfect for that, you know. So am I supporting a company that I don't want to? Yes. So that's where I would say, in my mind, I'm not 100% kosher with it, but I am kosher with making my own nutrients. So I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice buying that little bit of brown sugar from Costco, a place I don't want to support, and from CNH, a company I don't want to support either. But I, I would rather do that than buy an advanced nutrients bottle. That's for sure. And um, you could also, I mean, if we're talking about not having a Costco, not having a store, and just being in nature. Yeah, you can create your own sugars from growing sugar cane, from growing sugar beets, um, from any source of a powdered uh, type of sugar. Uh, uh, you can get it from coconut sap. So there's all, all sorts of natural ways we could grow our own sugar. Are we going to take time to grow our own sugar to feed it back to our camp? Probably not, but you could. And, that's, and if you had the information and knowledge, at least you're not left high and dry when Costco closes or this whole shit's them falls apart, you know? So that that's where I kind of look at it. I, I'm like, a am like a, a doomsday prepper, but not really, but just having the knowledge here to be able to survive on this planet as a human, like we always have, that's really the key, you know? Um, That vinegar can go, you can make your own vinegar. I make, I make banana vinegar all the time. And that's what my go-to vinegar is. Cause I have bananas all over my property. They're falling off the trees, you know? So I make banana vinegar and that's what I use. But when I run out, I go buy apple, live apple cider vinegar. And that, that's, that's a really good alternative as well. Master Cho teaches to use homemade brown rice vinegar and he has a recipe for it. It's one of the hardest recipes of all of them to create. Therefore, most people buy their vinegars from a store and most people in America don't have access to brown rice vinegar. So the next alternative is, is just straight rice vinegar or ACV, apple cider vinegar. Great, great alternatives because really what we got to understand about Korean natural farming and about natural farming in general, we're looking for the alchemy to take place. And the alchemy teaches us we need a weak acid. So vinegar is a form of weak acid. So that's the alchemy we're looking for. We need a weak acid to be able to dissolve the phosphorus and the calcium into solution. So at that point, does organic matter not to the not to the alchemical solution? It doesn't, but to the consciousness of the human or what we want to eat, it does. You know, I hope that clears that, that question.
0: And uh, there's another great question in chat here again from Gr Four Twenty Community Videos. He would like to know uh, if you think that it is more important to start with. Uh, OHN or IMO when starting from day one?
1: Well, the, the, the whole basis of, of Korean natural farming is the IMO. So um, IMO is one of, the, one of the, it's not hard, but it's one of the most involved processes to kind of get going and to get down properly. So I highly encourage you to start with an FPJ as far as just something to get your toes wet in KNF. FPJs are so easy you just massage plant matter with sugar fill up a jar two-thirds full put a breathable lid on it put it in a dark place kind of hopefully outside not indoor and and that thing's going to start fermenting and it's going to start juicing and the microbiology is going to start going to work and and in three to seven days you're going to have a nutrient you can feed your plants or more more specific feed your microbes that feed your plants So an FPJ is the easiest way to get your feet wet. IMO is the foundation of KNF and very, very important. But usually one of the steps that a lot of people that say they practice KNF don't even do is the IMO because they can't wrap their minds around it nor go through basically a month long process to complete the finished compost, which is your IMO. So um, uh, OHN, OHN is a medicine for the plants. Super crucial if, if your agricultural systems never had OHN, you're going to see it give you a positive boost pretty much instantly into your garden. Because this medicine, it's, it's, it's angelica, uh, 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 cinnamon, licorice, garlic, and ginger. And all those, if you check out those in, in Chinese medicine, they're all qi-giving. They're all heat, hot-giving, heat, qi, energy-giving plants that aid in what? Digestion they warm the body they aid in digestion so the same thing it does for you though that ohn is going to do for the plant it's going to help the plant it's going to aid its digestion it's going to activate the microbes to digest more it's going to give heat to your soil so if it's a cold part of the year the ohn is actually going to warm your soil so um to answer the question specifically, IMO would be the most important. OHN and IMO are pretty much the two hardest. And I, I don't like to use the word hard because none of it's hard, but the most involved of the uh, Korean natural farming inputs. IMO, the foundation, uh, indigenous microorganism that stands for, and uh, OHN is the medicine. So OHN, I wouldn't say is, is foundational really in, in k and but it is one of the key inputs
0: you know and then when you speak of you know learning something and uh, the foundation why wouldn't you start with the foundation that might be confusing in the (laughs) beginning but it's ultimately going to make everything
1: easier even the shortcuts let me me clarify how it works Let let me clarify something real fast because i just i just had a uh, my brain just worked for a second there you're going to need all of the other core elements to make your imo3 so you're going to need an fpj you're going to need the vinegar you're going to need the ohn um some worm castings to make your to make your imo3 pile you're going to already need those inputs made so if I could rewind on that answer real quick, you're not going to be able to make IMO till you've made the other nutrients. So that's, that's really the answer, I guess. You're going to need to make some of those other core nutrients like the FPJ, the OHN, before you start your IMO 3 pile. You can do IMO 1 and 2 without any of those. But as soon as you make the 3, that's when you need those nutrients to kick start the microbes. To help them proliferate and and uh, inoculate the medium like he wanted to, so I hope that clarifies. Actually,
0: so when you switched over to the KNF, it sounds like it was instantaneous. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, results. I could share that story real quick. Um, basically, yeah, uh, I had these. Geez. Yeah, yeah, I had these. So, so yeah, flash forward just about five five years back, and like you said, you had to be growing somehow before KNF. I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. I thought I, I started learning about dragonfly earth medicine and living soil. Right. So I got these huge 150 gallon, um, smart pots. Right. And I put those in my greenhouse and I lined them up, kind of staggered them. So each plant had its own space, you know, and you to maximize my space in my greenhouse, filled them with what I thought was living soil, fed the shit out of them with bottled nutrients and dragonfly earth medicine herbs and compost teas crazy compost teas right fish hydrosolate you got your you got your 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 dem you threw in some of these worm castings like basically had no clue what i was really doing but i thought i was crushing it on the organic level living soil level so it worked great for you know 10 rounds or something but come up on 15 20 rounds you're getting this yellow necrosis going on and these white fly problems and what the fuck's going on here? You know, I thought I was doing this, you know, flash forward to what I know now I was heavily over fertilizing those plants, heavily over fertilizing those plants leading to unwanted health degradation. Um, I was not cover cropping. I was not mulching. Um, these are, these are core elements of natural farming that you need to incorporate for success. You need to mimic nature. So I, I wasn't quite mimicking nature. I was just going off organic guidelines kind of given to you also by the growth store because they wanted you to buy all those damn bottled nutrients. So, so that was the shift was I had this disease, this yellowing of the leaves that I couldn't get rid of for the life of me. I sprayed everything on there under the sun that was natural. And then I even would take advice from people about these weird chemicals that might help me. And I tried them a couple of times. Never again will I do that because I'm, I'm smarter and wiser and older than that now. But I, I wanted to find the solution to fix this yellowing and this death of my plants that I was witnessing on a, a large scale. Right when I was trying to find the solution and I was in depth, like studying and what's going on with this plant, what am I doing wrong? That's when Master Cho came to town. Right in that in that window of thought, master, I got a I got a call from a friend and he said, "Hey, master chose having a class in a couple days, but it's already sold out. Do you want to go? Because I have someone that's not going and they can give you their ticket." And I go, "Hey, man, I think I've heard of this guy a little bit. I didn't quite know who he was, but I just had heard through the grapevine, natural farming, K and F, and da 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 da." So I was like, "Man, I got to go to this because I got to figure out how to cure this." disease that's on my plants so come to find out i needed to rework my whole mind i need to approach the garden differently i needed to mimic and team up with nature and that's what master cho showed me and then the combination of, of one straw revolution along with those seminars it just because i already knew all that stuff true I just needed to remind myself you know my soul knew it was true but my brain was in the way so i needed to remind myself my my, my soul need, needed that confirmation from those elders and then how to how to uh, how, how do i how do i um, what do you call it? how do i uh, make it happen you know how do i uh, initiate this this new method so then it then it just took a little bit of practice and and before you know it your cover cropping, your soil is actually alive you're not letting it dry out between rounds you're treating it like a pet And that's what I teach my students. Your living soil bed is your, it's a dog. Would you let your dog go without water or food? No, no, you wouldn't. Just because you hear it whimpering, you're going to take care of it. The microbes are whimpering when the, and you can hear them when you're tuned back, when you're tuned in enough, you can hear their call. We need water and you go water. That's how it works nowadays. I'll I'll be doing something, cooking dinner. We need water. And I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm going to go water the crop. Because that something signaled me that that shit. And then I'll go put my finger and I'll probe around. Sure enough, it's dry. But I just had water two days ago and usually water on the third day. But now I got to go a day earlier because the microbes needed it. There was a slight shift in, uh, in humidity in the air. Maybe the sun was more intense. And those guys needed water at that moment. So what I teach is living soil needs to be kept alive through cover cropping mainly and mulching and moisture. Those three things are the key. And most cannabis farmers use it only one moisture, but they don't use cover cropping and mulching crucial elements of natural farming, cover cropping and and mulching. So once I learned all these methods and I started practicing them, and then I I got out of those 150 gallon beds and I put them directly in the ground into these, uh, into these mounds and these uh, living soil, basically like 20 foot, they're 20 foot long by about four foot wide mounds. And that's the other thing Master Cho taught. And I also learned from an elder in California when we were, we grew in Cali for a couple of years, and we would dig these big ass holes into the clay and then fill them with soil. At least two of your plants out of 40 would die from root rot. And we, we had no idea why until we started talking to this elder and he told us, you need to build a pitching mound, a pitcher's mound above the ground. You don't dig into the ground, you build up and then you plant your plant in the mound. That was a game changer in California we went from having four pound plants to 10 pound plants just in one season. You know what I mean? So my point being master Cho also teaches to a plant above the ground. You don't need to dig a hole. And this even goes for fruit trees. Even he says that you want to, you want to mound up and plant into the mound because now your your whole soil bed is, is breathing. You're not stuck under the clay where you get no uh air exchange, you know? So you, Mound up. That's a key of natural farming. And and I'd like to encourage outdoor growers to mound up and not dig down as well and see see the difference in the healthiness of your roots when they're exposed to air like that. So, yeah, that was my you know, that was my story of basically coming into Korean natural farming due to the fact that I needed to correct something that was going wrong in my agricultural system and also the innate calling of my soul that I knew there was a better way out there. And I just need to find it.
0: So I just wanted to check in a little bit here because, you you know, you were going to cut me an hour and we we're
1: quickly yeah, yeah. approaching
0: double say, that.
1: Let's do like another 15 minutes here or something. I got my son and it's about dinner time. So, yeah.
0: And again, I appreciate your time. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> over,
1: no, Over, we do it. Uh, if if, if people want to hear more or whatever we we can do it again too you know what i mean it's it's uh it's this information needs to be out to the world and if i can be a purveyor of it that's freaking awesome you know what i mean i'd love to just that's why i opened the school that's why we got the youtube channel that's why i look like this you know what i mean it's like we're trying to get this information out to the masses shake them and wake them you know what i mean if if this scamdemic didn't wake you up i don't know what will you know what i mean so you you doing your podcast is a great service to humanity you know so if i can be here and be of service to humanity through your channel that's great man i really appreciate love that you know
0: man it's it's the knowledge that you guys put out there and and it's you know couldn't be a better time and wake up you know Right now, this thing that's going on to teach ourselves to be more sustainable on our own. I mean, come on. It wasn't a year ago this time. I mean, food, everything was in question. How much more of a wake up do we need to plant a garden, grow your own quality smoke, do everything you can to Mm -hmm. take care of yourself? I mean, yeah, I mean the knowledge is out there and uh, even more so to great for the folks like yourself that are teaching, you know, how to make nutrients and grow better gardens. You know, mm-hmm.
1: we need it. We need it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, and also there's like, we just, our, our most recent videos we put up on the YouTube was actually a, a three day long class and we have two days up right now. And it, that one was a bulk nutrient making class where I had about 15 to 20 students and we made bulk uh, fermented plant juice, bulk uh, WCP, water-soluble phosphate, bulk water-soluble. So I'm talking like we were done. We had about 30 gallons of each of these inputs. And then each student got to take home a half gallon to a gallon. You know. And, and so there was no excuse not to use the KNF after. But yeah, these are the kind of things we need to do, man. It's, it's, time, to, uh, it's time to take back our sovereignty, you know? to take back our birthright. And being dependent on the government, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. Like, like the dependency on the government thing is disgusting. You know what I mean? Because you were born into this world with everything you needed to survive on this world. Like I said, we're we like these etheric beings. We're like these beings that are all the elements made into one thing in the human. That's the human. So we're, we're like super special, man. And we need to like realize that again and stop selling ourselves short. Where we are, we're the gods of the earth. We're the kings and the queens of this earth. You know, that's, that's, our, that's who we are. And if we realized that, we had stopped being petty slaves and, and uh, thinking ourselves of, as, uh, as, you know, lowers. You know what I mean? We, we're the kings. You, me and you, you know, the listeners. Like, we're the kings of this world, of this realm. And we need to start acting like it. And that, and that doesn't mean bullying people and overutilizing resources. Or, or, or wasting It re- means being responsible and kingly and just and upright and, and true and real. you know that's what we need to bring these kind of principles back into our world you know
0: I agree I agree. Uh, Chad, I know you haven't been able to see I don't think you've been able to see uh, chat tonight. they have given you tons of props all night long about yeah. the great information, uh, all that. So I just nice. want you to know, if you happen to go back and watch this, you will be able to check out all
1: the great comments and nice awesome, things people man. have said tonight. And that's on your YouTube channel? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, cool, man. Definitely. Hey, hit you me up when I... is, is it going to go? Uh, are you going to put it out right after we're done? Or are you going to Does it take a couple oh, of days? Oh, it's live
0: right Oh, oh no, it's live right now. It's <laughs> In fact, I think there's like, uh, let me check. I think there's like 90 people watching us right
1: now. Awesome, man. Well, big yeah, up all the it. people out there, man. I just want to give thanks, you know, for, for sticking this time and, and spending it with us here, you know, with Eagle and, and the brethren. And this is really important, man, what this man is doing, bro. He's trying to bring, you know, different thoughts and different thinkers to the forefront of this YouTube channel to open up the minds of men. You know what I mean? It. This is a incredible time we are here living on this earth and we need each other man we need to wise up and rise up man this is the time man so give thanks eagle yeah for making it happen
0: man, i i hear that a lot and it, it it i hate that to be honest with you yeah. because <laughs> you know i just show up and you know it it, it isn't it doesn't happen without great folks like yourself and the people tuning in that are hungry for the information that guests like you are putting out. So yeah. it has very little to do with me. It's the information you're putting out and the hunger on the other end.
1: The nice, community, man. the
0: cannabis community is amazing. You know, it's it's growing day by day. This thing right here, this is 362 episodes I've done this. Like I told wow. you, 1130 to 420
1: that is Every intense, night,
0: bro. <laughs> three 24-hour three episodes. Yeah. Uh, and one of them I'm inviting you to, If you, I would love for you to take uh, part in very soon. And that's the 420 episode that I did last oh, cool, year. Nice. I went 24 from uh, 1119, <laughs> 1130 at night to 1130, 420
1: and wow. I brought
0: as many people as I could in the community. A lot of the people that we all look up to, you know, it started off with a a, a great sesh. And, you know, one of, I'll, I'll get to that later on. It started <laughs> off with a great sesh. And a great guy that hangs around Smiley's Gardens kind of said, you know, you should do it, you know, 24 hour. And, you know, we, we can do yeah. it for charity. And I that's what it started out. So it with it, with a week time from A to B I threw together exactly what I could. It was hard to uh to get a charity, you know what I mean? Right, and it was right, even because of the pandemic. Right. There was multiple re- reasons.
1: Yeah. Cannabis
0: influence. Right, right, right. The the pandemic, nobody was right. around in the offices, right. <laughs> They answer phones, and it was but in the end I, it worked out to be honest with you because I thought, you know, I what well, in the end, it, it was easier instead of trying to support maybe one charity or something that I believed in. You know what I mean? Right. right. Uh, it's hard to get everybody behind one. You know what I mean? So what I ended up doing was everybody that came on, it was in like groups of three. I might move it up to four this year. Because that's, a you know, a good number for a click conversation. Basically, mm-hmm. it would be like me and you scheduled for an hour. And right. then somebody else would come in like a half hour through, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. usually brought new questions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what it will be this year. 24 hours of that. And nice. what I'm asking again, it's the idea, you know, 420 is that stoner holiday, but with the idea with it, with this was we could do something good, you know, put our minds not just behind getting high, but good vibes as well. So I nice. was asking the guests to come on if whatever, when they come on at the end before they left, you know, please think about this this is what my heart's passionate right, about, you know, right, and right. so it worked out better that way. More issues, cool. more got light, more things right. that people were passionate about were uh, introduced into the community, but I'm hoping, you know, that I can pencil you in for some, some time in that 420 to maybe come on and yeah, on it, for man. a few minutes and just support the community. And like I said, show that we can, promote other things and we can we can enjoy ca- cannabis and promote other good things as well yeah
1: man the smartest people on the earth use cannabis bro don't let them fool you you know
0: as we're winding up on the last of that 15 minutes i want to kind of clue you in on a little few things one of them was kind of what i was talking about that amazing session there uh back in the day when that happened they were cooked Termed the rabbit hole, but the rabbit hole kind of got. You know, when you buy a new car and then you kind of see it everywhere. That's kind of what right. happened with the rabbit right. hole. Right. So, <laughs> in and, and this is kind of a funny side story. As I grew and the community grew and the people that were hanging around, things got organic real quick. Right. And then a, a gentleman from the UK kind of come on and shared a story that had much to do with worm compost and that, all that. So. The show changed that portion of the show changed from the rabbit hole to the wormhole, It seemed to be more I like fitting.
1: It. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man, I want to and encourage that, people to, to start a worm a worm bin. It's about the, one of the easiest things you do, and we actually have a video up on the Institute of Natural Farming called uh, called uh, worm. It's a worm farming video. It breaks it all down for you. And you need a worm bin in your house, ha- like right outside your house or in your grow room all your kitchen scrap can be eaten by worms and turn right into, into organic fertilizer for your garden, man. It's pretty amazing. So I want to encourage everyone to get a worm bin, but go ahead. Sorry to cut you off.
0: Oh, no, it's important. And please, please, you know, make that information known. I'm going to ask you to plug all that here in a second too. All right. But uh, so when, when, when we don't do the full episode from 1120 or 1130 to 420, then i'll cut this off and then i'll pick up again with the wormhole the wormhole is open to all past guests you have to do the spotlight episode to keep get into the wormhole so please keep this in the zoom invitation that i sent you that's it's always the same so anytime that you know you happen to come across the channel and you see a wormhole is on (laughs) monday nights Nice. 2 a.m. my time is always a wormhole a no okay. guess or a short guess wormholes
1: okay. man so if you shoot me that information yeah. on shoot me that information on instagram so i got it in my mind and uh, i might just do that but i'll jump on a wormhole with you guys
0: you don't ever have to uh you don't. I, I will shoot you that information, but you don't need the invitation. To be honest. Right, right,
1: you. right. You, <laughs> this is it. Yeah,
0: you, you happen. <laughs> yeah, you happen. You happen to flip it on, and we're talking about you know K and F or something that sparks an interest with you. Jump yes, on. Sir. You know, okay, share your cool, thoughts. Man. You don't. Know, you don't need that invitation. You know, it's it's cool, right now.
1: They're so awesome, hopefully you back will back take it
0: take me up on that because it's been a great meeting and a great conversation. I can see you have a lot to offer myself and the community, so I I hope you will take us up on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last thing I'd like to get from you is probably, depending on who you ask, it could be the corniest part of the show, but (laughs) I'm looking for uh, like the radio soundbite, which ultimately is the commercial for your episode. Uh, nice. And I, this is hard because I see your child in the background, <laughs> but oh, no, uh, the show doesn't, it doesn't tell you to the, with the swear word in it. So this is kind of what I'm looking for, but in your words, not mine, be something along like, Hey, this is Eagle and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle episode right, right. 362. You can put whatever you want with it. Just, you know, make it nice. your own. But that's what I'm looking for. As soon nice. as I, we get the record here, I am ready. Anytime you are ready.
1: Yeah, man, you're tuning in. My name is Logan with Institute of Natural Farming and Conscious Rhythms. You're listening to fucking talking shit with Eagle. And this is it, bro. We're talking with Eagle, man. Tune into to Eagle shit because it's real.
0: Thank you, my friend. I really <laughs> did I appreciate say that it? right? Yeah, You're absolutely. Shit
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, absolutely.
0: Bro. You nailed
1: it one time. Listen, man, right. I used to be a I used to be a reggae artist, or i still am a reggae artist and we had to do sound bites for radio stations and all kind of crazy stuff. People send you, they want to do a dub plate for your sound system and you gotta put their sound system name in there or the call numbers for the radio. So we're used to that, man. <laughs>
0: I, I, you know that's one thing i enjoyed this whole ride is that i've done it from episode one and so they they're so fun you know sometimes people are prepared sometimes they're not some of yeah. the great people that you would some of the people that you would never expect i had like danny danko and folks like that you would right. think they would be the one the one and done uh, bah, bah, bah,
1: bah, yeah boom, yeah bam. right, right. No, give it to me for, again right
0: Four or five
1: takes, yeah, it's right. always fun. You want to know? You want to? You want a more enthusiastic one? I can give it to you. No. Well,
0: I'm cool with the first one, but if you're not, I, I mean, we'll take. Yeah, it I'm, just playing. I'm just fine. It's all playing. good. Yes, I.
1: Am. Again,
0: I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, you taking the time to hang out with me. Time's the most precious thing we have, and you've donated a few of your hours precious minutes with me and my community and i'm hoping to spend some more time with you as well so i can't i can't thank you enough you have a great night and i look forward to hearing it from you again soon please one last time instagram youtube record company anybody else you'd like to say thank you to
1: yeah now okay. is the time thank you my friend Yeah, big up, man. Big thanks and big up to Eagle, but uh, just for holding this down, you know, first and foremost. Um, Also, you know what I mean? It's like right now in 2021, I want to encourage everyone to take back their humanness, to take back their mind. One of my favorite quotes through all this is, use your mind or someone will use it for you. I want to encourage original thought. I want to encourage thoughts from your own mind, not given to you from a soundbite from a radio, from your favorite talker, from uh, the TV. I want you to use your own mind. I want to encourage the cultivation of the ability to use your own mind. I also want you to check out Institute of Natural Farming YouTube channel because that's where it's all broken down. I feel that the videos that I presented last year cover all the keys to survival on planet Earth as a human being. Check out Institute of Natural Farming YouTube channel on Instagram, you can catch me for daily, like, you know, uh, like I rant and rave all the time about the masks and about this BS on my conscious rhythms Instagram, but it's also an Instagram for our shop. So you'll see glass, um, dab rigs, bangers, um, you know, all that stuff will show, will show up every once in a while on the the conscious rhythms Instagram. And then there's also the Institute of natural farming Instagram, which is strictly about natural farming natural living and conscious living so those are the those are the main avenues Uh, flashback a little ways we did we are also a record label we put out our last our last record in 2015 Um, it was called uh, be still and know those are all on iTunes under the conscious rhythms record label Um, I highly suggest listening to be still and know or gather the remnant which are two uh, different compilations that we produced over the years I also am a reggae artist myself under the name Roots Guan, G-W-A-A-N, Roots Guan, because the roots have a guan, you know? And so you can check out that too on iTunes. I got three albums out on iTunes under Roots Guan, and every song has to do with love, consciousness, burning down Babylon, getting rid of false illusions. So when 2020 came around, I was on to them right away, and I said, fuck this, man. This is all illusional. This is a mind control. Not only that, I have a degree in microbiology, so they, couldn't fool, no, they could not fool me with the virus thing. I know what viruses do. So watch that video also that's on YouTube called um, Bacteria, Fungus, and Viruses, uh, Exploring the Unseen World of Our Microbial Friends. Our microbial friends. No microbe wants to kill you. There's no animal. Nature is your friend. Nature is your mother. We need to get back in the bosom of our mother. We need to get suckle on the tit of our mother. That's what we need because she has everything for us. Mankind has nothing for you. Babylon must fall. That's what you got to understand. So that's what this is. It's a precursor to kind of get the soul ready for Babylon falling because the souls that can't handle it have to go. The souls that are ready to live on this earth as natural human beings. That's what this is preparation for. So, I want to encourage every single one of you to tap back into your humanness, tap back into your God given rights, tap back into your God given abilities, because I know you have a talent, I know you have a skill, and I know you have something to contribute to this world that's positive and impactful. So, I want to encourage that. Even a YouTube channel, even spreading information is very, very great in these days. So, anything you can do that your mind feels that you can do to make a Positive impact. Go ahead and do it. Do it. It's like I, I wrote a quote today. I don't like gurus. I like doos. Go do something. Go go go. Give yourself some advice. You know. Go take some action in this world to make it a better place because it all starts with you. Be the change you want to see. What did Gandhi say? Be the change you want to see. Right. So yeah, herb, ganja, cannabis is definitely the healing of the nations. We need to stop. Uh, 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 making it into a, a villain. We started to stop villainizing it. Um, the, the mothers and fathers of the days of old, the brainwashing are getting too old to keep their children brainwashed. So now it's our turn as adults to teach our children the truths and rights, how this world really works, what plant medicine really is, what the pharmaceutical company is doing to this, uh, great human race, take back that birthright take back our sovereignty i want to encourage each and everyone to do that natural farming is a must big up talking shit talking fucking shit with ego man because it's awesome man so give thanks again bro respect man
0: thank you and uh thank you for that awesome message on the out, on the way out too we needed to hear that nice so go enjoy that dinner i'm gonna go ahead and wind this up Thanks again. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from me again. And uh, thanks again, one last time for showing everybody that there is just tons, tons of amazing people in the cannabis community. And you've been another great example of that.
1: There's a better way to live. Let's do it. Let's do this. Respect, Eagle. Aloha, brother. I'm out. Aloha.
0: Have a good one. Thank you guys for tuning in on this great episode. I know I've had a lot of fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed every second of this as well. Uh, you guys know the routine. Please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. You'll never give me a quit beating that drum. Never. ever. Give me a few minutes. Hopefully, I will be back no later then 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Stretch. Get a quick bite to eat. And hopefully some of you amazing past guests will come join me in the world. You guys, if not, thanks again for hanging out and enjoying this amazing episode. Wow. I knew it was going to be good, but He did that at this point. Thanks again, everybody. I'll see you in a few. Love you guys.